podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! hey. Pod two seventy one sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vet.co.uk. It's Vector with Hey! And oh, nice JCIS Global Research and Brand Consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Nicely done, Kevin Day. Hello. That was a very nice. That was good. I will. I think it's my first. It's my first. No, my first solo. I will. I don't, but I don't believe. I'm not going to go back through the pod, so I can't be bothered. But I don't, I don't think that's true at all. I can't be bothered to go back through the pod. Right. <laughs> Strong start. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andy Street. Hello. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. There's very nice glasses on again. Yeah, I've well, seen. Works, I've seen the number of insults that I've had on that uh, on your Instagram, in particular. Yeah. Uh, well, Harry, right. Harry Potter. Yeah. With multiple times. It's not an insult. <laughs> it's a compliment. It is if you're a 34 year old man. Harry Potter. That's how old Harry Potter is now. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Harry Potter's a so fictional character. It's a, well, that's still a compliment. Yeah. It's also one of the world's most successful nerds. It's a, it so, <laughs> thanks, mate. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Cool. Cheers. Yeah. And a big brand as well. We're talking about brand oh, consultancy. Yeah. Well, you couldn't get a bigger yeah, brand exactly. than Harry Potter. It was Potter, actually yeah. JCIS who told me to get the yeah. glasses. He said it would fit more with my... Uh, well, he was right. Yeah. He knows He knows. Academic branding. yet belligerent brand. <laughs> What a weird brand. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Um, <laughs> should we crack on with the pod? Why not? <laughs> oh, no. We need to tell, remind people that we got nominated for an award. We, we did. did. Yeah, we last did. Week, but we're, gonna, we're trying to get people to hopefully vote for us. Yeah. yeah hopefully vote. Nice. Vote hopefully or... <laughs> which, <laughs> or which, both. Both. Yeah. both. Um, you can vote for us at fsf.org.uk forward slash vote. And we are in the... This is the Football Sports Federation. Yeah. Um, and we're in the fan best fan media, Andy. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Do we know what that means? Well, we, we're not we're not in best club podcast. No. Or best podcast. <laughs> or best <laughs> footballer in the Premier League. But we are in best fan media with five other podcasts. Yeah. So, Some yeah, big so names nice. in there as well. Yeah. So we got it's the Commonwealth Games of the awards is what we've been nominated <laughs> yeah. for pretty much. But no, great. If you could vote for us, that'd be lovely because we could beat some of the big boys. That'd be good. Some well, of, of the properly, upset, much like Palace have done. Exactly. Some of the properly funded podcasts. <laughs> like, like Anfield Rap, we know exactly where the sponsorship money goes every week. Yeah, we can't. We'll just we'll move on from that as quick as possible. <laughs> um, part one, Chelsea, Sunday. Yeah. The old Sunday afternoon game that yep. we all love. Um, three one defeat, Kevin. Yeah. Up to an hour. One all, and actually looking looking okay. I mean, well, it, oddly enough, as well, right. last last fifteen minutes we sort of came on strong as well and started to be a bit more positive. It's one of those. It's just frustrating, isn't it? It's it's you know a lot of people after in the pundits say I defended well for ninety minutes. No, no, we did. We defended well for eighty nine and a half minutes, but in the three batches of ten seconds, we conceded three. Yeah. First goal is not a lot you could do. It just fell to the Chelsea player in the box. The frustrating thing is, well, there's two frustrating things for me: is that the mistakes are similar mistakes every week. They're not missed tackles. They're not misplaced passes. It's just lapse of concentration, which makes you wonder about fitness, makes you wonder about training. And then we go, we get back to one all, arguably deservedly, really good goal from open play. And then you think, well, come on now, this is where the substitution things come in. It's like, we stick or, what are we going to do? Stick or twist? Oh, neither. Because for me, that was a time to bring AE one, at least hold the ball up, put Wilfuck out on the left hold on to the point, see what you can do. And then uh, two minutes later, we're 2-1 down again. I mean, to be fair to Roy, uh, Mauricio Sarri did have Eden Hazard and Kovacevic to bring on and we had it's, Ayo and Schlapp. That's, so the, that's the big problem. Which one better? Yeah, that's the big problem with the Premier League, isn't it? They bring on Eden Hazard and me. But, I mean, Hazard just dazzled. There was no need for Curati oh. to, to tackle him. 
And then it's just yeah. like all, it's just like our defence are just looking at Hazard's free kick, going, "Well, Hazard's taking it. That must be a brilliant free kick." <laughs> yeah. Look at the way that's sailing over our heads. What a brilliant free kick! And then you just because we could all see what was going on. All of us were shouting at the telly back post. What is it? so it's frustrating because I did think I thought we did play well. I thought we played first twenty minutes, last twenty minutes. I thought we played all right, and even when Chelsea were coming on strong at the end of the first half, we still looked. And also, so we defended well. It's, it's, it's Chelsea away. We're not, yeah, you know, yeah. it's one of these games. I and mean, we've got this run. I know we got a point against Arsenal last week, Andy, but it is still one of those games. Chelsea away, unbeaten this season as well. We're not expecting that much. Yeah. We didn't crumble. Southampton got smashed, you know, 6 1 yeah. the same time we were playing at Man City. It wasn't a capitulation. It was, as Kevin says, poor defending, uncharacteristically, really poor defending from a Roy team in those moments. But actually, it wasn't, wasn't that bad. It's not that uncharacteristic this season. Maybe not this season, but we have come to we have yeah. come to kind of expect Palace to be a bit better at those situations um, under Roy. I think it, if you're looking at a game in advance of playing it, you then no, you are absolutely not either. If you're looking at probabilities and statistics, or even just looking at it intuitively as a fan, expecting to get anything from it, notwithstanding that obviously we've we've managed to pull off a few upsets there recently. I was a bit disappointed in the context of the game and the manner in which it went, though, because mm. you look at how the play developed. Chelsea didn't really play it through us at any point. Barkley mm. has been excellent this season and been spoken up a lot by people, and rightly so, but didn't really dictate the play in the manner that he has. And we lost to goals, really, that you would expect a team like Cardiff to, to score yeah. on occasion. You know, they're very scrappy, set-piece type goals. And albeit that we played well for the first 15 minutes and for a sort of rally around the period of the goal, our equaliser, we we kind of didn't force them into much. And you were kind of watching it and going, well, typically you'd be expecting Willian to have to raise his game or mm. Hazard if he's playing or when he comes on to have to do something dazzling or outstanding or Barkley to grab the game by the scruff of the neck or Kante just to completely dominate you physically and with his sweeping up all over the pitch. And none of those things really happened. So I find it a really weird game. I came around, I came away feeling um, not f- uninfused, but not particularly frustrated because I wasn't expecting anything out of it, but just feeling a bit apathetic, which is slightly strange. Oh, well, it's strange. It was part of me as well because like, I think we had one yellow card and like, it, there's an old school part of me that thinks, come on now, one yellow card in a London derby, that's, yeah. that's not good enough. We haven't made them work hard enough. Also, part of me felt the last 15 minutes, much as I thought we'd, tried to be positive there's there's a little sort of realistic part of me that thought if Chelsea needed to score another goal here they could probably step up and score another goal here yeah they wanted to and also but strangely as well there's there's a hard position thing I I spoke to somebody at work today who's a Chelsea season ticket holder who just said as soon as they realised Zaha was playing in centre forward they kind of knew they were going to win the game because one of the places there arguably weak is on the the flanks and yeah Wilf he's not a centre forward and we were so slow to support him when he was playing up front and then when he did drift out to the left in the second half we were so so supporting when the crosses were coming in so it was, it's the problem it, with that is you then your strike your striker or one of your yeah. form, is then out on the wing yeah but he's still crossed it at one point there's yeah, no one in there but he's, he's he's our best player he's like playing in a position that he's best in we, it's, well, we, but he's not best there though because as he, soon know, as you start he, playing him in that position he's, he's going to have to double up on fullbacks yeah, but you know, he and he's not, not, he's not really played in that position regularly since under Sam Allardyce yeah, but he's not a centre forward is he that's the one thing he's definitely not is a, is a centre forward the, the, the not, not in the mould of a striker. target man but he's certainly now but that's, been, but, that's been played what, but the ball was played up to him the amount of times in the first half when the ball was played up to him and he keeps hold of it but no one's bothering to support him it's just I, I, I know what you say about statistics and how he's played in the past but the the, the evidence in my own eyes indicates that it's not the best place to play him and I thought oddly enough at least when Ayu came on playing as a central tight at least he held the ball for bits he ratted about he, he gave the back four some some breathing space and and yeah, it's fine if we're going to play Wilf like that. You've got to get support up to him. It's just like literally, there's a couple of times Townsend. You, there's one where te- Wilf in the first midway through the first half, where Wilf nicked the ball himself in the in the middle, carried it forward, and played the ball inside, assuming that somebody would have kept up with him, and they hadn't. They just stood looking at him, and that happened too often. Whether he was out on the on the left hand side, crossing it to no one, or he's getting it in the middle, and no one's getting to support him. So it's just a waste of his talent. As far as I can see, it's, it's, it's like when, when, when they, 
when Chelsea bizarrely started with Eden Hazard up front against Man City away last season and Hazard could play because it's what it's not well, they worried. give Hazard the sort of free role that we're going to be yeah. giving Wilf you know permanently for now the problem is if you start from the assumption that and this is rightly or wrongly but if you start from the assumption that Roy will play the rigid 4-4-2 which he's preferred since the start of his time here fundamentally you either have to say, am I happy with the compromise that you're going to have to make in Wolf playing significantly deeper because he'll have to tuck in and he'll have to provide some support to his fullback? Or do I want him in more advanced areas where he's going to cause more damage? Now, if, if, if Roy had it within his mind or within his, his tactical setup or toolkit that he wanted to play, you know, 4-3-3 or 4-5-1 or any number of different ways where you can play both Andros and Wilf wide in the manner that Sam Allardyce did, for example, then fine. I, I'm not, I don't see the issue with that. But playing Wilf wide, deep right in a rigid four four two strikes me as madness. Yeah, not deep right. Play him on the left. But there's a more simple. So, so deep on the left. Not deep necessarily. But where he, there's a more simple question. Do you want Wilf playing with his back to goal or his facing goal? And he's not. He's simply not as effective when he does most of his again, work with his back the, to goal. Of how the entire first team half played. against Watford, he's back to goal the whole of the first half. It's not. It is a product of the team, but you're, you're wasting your best player. It's it's as simple as that. He played in that exact system when we beat Leicester five 0 at home. Wilf and Townsend played as those two. Far more flexible in those games. This comes back to the point I made about three pods ago that all of the problems at the moment, and that includes Wilf having to drop into weird positions or the ball being pinged into him high and fast, all of it comes down to having a less functional midfield than we yeah. had last season. Yeah, all yeah, of that comes enough. down to the fact that you don't have a link man in. Uh, Ruben Loftus cheek that you did, who could very yeah. quickly, as soon as you got the ball, drive forward forty yards or do something with it in a tight area and really take you from that deep line midfield into uh, an attacking phase immediately. And you don't have someone buzzing around like Kabai did all the time. And Maya is a shadow of him, frankly, so far, and won't be played in that central position. And those two cogs were, were vital to the manner in which we played, and was were why Townsend and Wilf as that sort of floating about two did work. And I, I, if people want to say, well because of the manner in which that midfield is now functioning, it's untenable to try and play those two. I'd say mm. that's not a bad argument. Yeah. But it's, I, it's not as simple as saying, don't play Wilf there. Well, that's a start, though. That's, that's still a start. So I don't care how the then midfield you plays. Up, then still... you have to rip up the entire setup of the team as it is at the moment. And you do you... have to play in a different way. Unless well, you want, we don't have the, we don't unless have you want Wilf now. playing where Maya was trying to play on... on uh, Sunday well, which would involve playing significantly deeper significantly well, yeah. wider having to tuck in when you don't have the ball doing all sorts of things that really don't play to Wolf's strengths Wolf's strengths have, have generally come where yes he's in slightly wider areas in the channel but cutting inside and actually doing things with the ball at his feet they don't come from driving from his own half because he's had to support his own fullback for example so providing that, that Roy Hodgson wants to play in the manner that he is playing at the moment to, I don't know quite where we go from here because I don't think dropping Wolf back into that four helps a great deal because then you end up with even less of an attacking threat than you have now. And I can see people's frustrations with him playing in the two up top in the manner that that four behind them is is, uh, constructed at the moment. And it doesn't look great. And part of that is down to Roy Hodgson not having sufficient, adequate and appropriate personnel available to him. Yeah, I mean, the frustrating thing as well is that we all thought when Mayer came in that he would be a Kabai replacement that he would be in fact I mean remember the Watford game when he came on I know he's on the left but he's he, immediately he was in there sort of ferreting rummaging about getting the ball playing short passes and he was good for the first and 15 minutes yeah, and, and it, well, he was great he, was, well, he looked three. yeah but he looked really encouraging <laughs> he looked positive and then suddenly he disappeared from the game and it's he's he's not the he's clearly a good player but he's not the player we're getting in, in the position that we thought we were yeah. we were getting which is frustrating but there again you know, and Wilf will probably argue it, it's, it wasn't him that made the defensive mistakes. You know, it's very nice of Patrick to apologise for. <laughs> but it's like when you've been married for a long time, you kind of go, "Yeah, fine. I hear you saying sorry, but <laughs> what I'd rather you did was not was not do it in the first place." It's like when a teacher says, "Are you really sorry?" Like, "Yeah, I'm. Re- I really." Yeah. It's nice. It's like it's very nice, Patrick. It's good that you concentrated there. But if you could just concentrate, he's always got those tweets on sort of copy and paste. Yeah, a little. Yeah, yeah. Right. And again, it's a similar. I don't know. The free kick comes in, and you're looking. You're looking to the centre backs to take one of them to take the initiative and clear it out and this, they're all well, I, t- I, this, took a scre- are... I still have the screen grab from the, the free kick on uh, Sunday for an article on the website and uh, you can see Mama pointing out to Morata so to, 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 to someone to, to, Tompkins to, to, to or Morata, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. and everyone just leaves they just leave yeah. him but it's, again you, you could say like Chelsea fans it's clever positioning from Morata 
you could argue that the last thing you'd expect, given Morata's performances so far this season, that, he, that he's going to do that. But, yeah. he's, but and you know, you could argue Hennessy was slightly unlucky because it went between his legs. And so. But that's the frustrating thing when you are playing well enough, and then stupid things like that yeah. happen. That's the, the annoying thing. And you kind of think, well, why can't it happen at the other end? What's it but also, the other thing you have to admit is that Chelsea are a really good team. Yeah. A really good team. And they work so hard as well. And I think, I think, in all honesty, they sometimes worked harder than we did. I was so, really impressed. I you, mean, you, you expect, it's kind of like the one thing Neil Warnock would say, the one thing you expect from a team like Palace or Cardiff is that they work for 90 minutes. And then, But when it's Chelsea that are doing that, you think, well, you... It's going to be very difficult to beat. I you was know, slightly disappointed by Roy Hodgson's comments afterwards as well about we have to know where we are in the scheme of things and we're not the sort of club that should be looking upwards towards Europe. We're the sort of club we should be looking to survive. It's like we need to, we need well, to move on from that. There is truth in that, yeah. but I agree you need to yeah. maybe appear to have kind of lofty yeah. ambitions and that even if you don't. Yeah, Just going back to Chelsea though, you're absolutely right, they worked very hard. I was really impressed with Pedro. Pedro and, was and really ne- good. I always thought it was quite overrated. But no, no, in that Fantastic game. and buzzing around yeah. everywhere. Just back on Kevin's point, Andy, about Wolf's position, and you're talking about Maya. It feels a little bit like we kind of got square pegs and round holes at the moment for the sake of having this system. And when you've got players like Wilf, do you, if you're <coughs> the manager, change your system to build the team around him and make it all about him? Or is it about finding a player of that talent away into your current preferred setup? Oh, God, that's a difficult question, isn't it? It's a very good question. Well, it is a good question. The, good the, question. the problem is that we all know that deep down, Roy wants to play 4-4-2. And the evidence is that given every opportunity, he will try and start 4-4-2 regardless of the personnel that he's... Should he be doing that when he got someone as good, no, as, as, good as Wolf? No, I don't think so. I, I think with a player who's, who at the moment is palpably that much better than the rest of the team, you have to find a system. I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what that system is. Yeah, that, that's, that's the, the thing. Yeah. That's the trouble. But there was a moment you know, when, when Andros scored his goal from a really... But it's MacArthur, wasn't it? He made the pass. That was yes. a really good. That was a really yeah, good. One bit, too. That was a really good bit of football, yeah. and you you kind of think, well, that sort of indicates Roy's way of thinking. But it wasn't something that we looked like we were going to do every every time we got the ball. And it was. It didn't. It was interesting to hear the pundits talking afterwards about sort of Palace's press. One of them, I can't remember. But one of them, they had one of their complicated felt it pen diagram things but it's like because it wasn't clear whether Palace were meant to be pressing or not meant to be pressing and it's yeah. like it became a sort of half-hearted press it was too easy to for Chelsea to play through once they realised after about 25 minutes that that's how we were going to yeah. keep playing we haven't done enough of that the, the, the move for the goal was, was superb it's really, great really and, nice what one, finish, two, great movement, and what a finish as well we haven't really done enough of that every mm-hmm. game it feels like that, the, that they're quite rarities those moments the Arsenal this is the frustrating thing the Arsenal game when that brilliant move that led to Townsend just shooting wide yeah. the last 10 games of last season we were doing that yeah. for, not for 90 minutes but we were doing that four, five, six, seven times a game yeah. and scoring goals from it and suddenly we've gone into it whether it's we've gone into a shell whether it's because the players are different as Andy said mm. we're not doing it I mean PVA just doesn't seem to know where to he's, sometimes he's just too defensive and sometimes like you know Stanford Bridge isn't the place to go gung-ho like he did mm. for quite early on in the game and it's it's so it's like we don't seem to know sometimes when we go out on the pitch what system. That's why you watch the top teams. You watch City. You watch Chelsea. They know exactly what system they're playing. Yeah. They know, it's like Tottenham last night. It's not. It, yeah, they they know exactly what system they're playing. And but they're, they're, you know, in a sophisticated way, Tottenham system is to get the ball to Harry Kane as often as they possibly can. So why can't I? So why can't to get the ball to Wilson? On PBA like, yeah. though, like no matter how the, what the system's like or anything like that, the defending for that Pedro goal was was just poor. Like, yeah. It was just poor yeah. all, all round, even at some elite level. That's poor. But on systems, Andy, we have had a question from Adam Mark Pasco Adkins. Hi, oh, Adam. Hi, Adam. Uh, he says, uh, "Why did Roy think playing the exact same system against Chelsea as last season's two-one victory would work again?" Element of surprise was gone and likely studied by Chelsea. So mix it up. Do you think mm. that's a valid valid point? You're not going to get Roy treating every game different tactically. Yeah, yeah. And there's there is an element of benefit in that because people look at and go, "We're defending badly at the moment." We're not. We're we're, we're fundamentally not defending yeah, badly in terms of systems, units. Yeah, in terms yeah, yeah. of yeah, mistakes, yeah. we don't get carved open ever. We yeah. don't end up once we've lost the ball, getting done massively in the transitions. You don't get we don't get pulled out. We're making silly little. Some described them as brain farts the other day, and that's entirely yeah. what they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, and well, part of you... me wonders whether that is down to the fact that 
the players, fans, all of us now have an idea that we're an established Premier League team, so you're not quite throwing your body on the line quite yeah. to the extent that you would do if you're in the midst of a, a yeah. relegation battle. I don't know if that if that's an element of it, but the, the way that we're set up to defend is is absolutely fine. So you well, kind of then say, well, how the hell are we conceding these really really amateur yeah. goals? I mean, that, that's a very that's a very valid question, but it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't, because. Yeah. If he was, if he was to change his system, Adam would be saying, "Well, why didn't he play the same way that we played yeah, last yeah. time when we beat him?" But you know, there's a really interesting stat that Sky brought up in that yeah, we we've conceded the second fewest number of goals in the first half yeah. in the Premier League. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and the second, other, we've only conceded two goals. Really, really big boys. Yeah. So I think it's City and Chelsea, yeah. isn't it? Or um, City and Liverpool. We've only conceded two goals in the first half, in, but, so that makes me start to wonder whether it's a, a fitness thing again, or, or again yeah. a concentration thing where. Because to be really fair, the first goal, no one was at fault for the first goal. There was a, a deflection that ended up at the feet of Morata. <coughs> do, do you think it was offside? Because the hint, Morata was offside for the first cross that Tomkins then. Well, if 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 he out. if he was, the William goal wasn't offside. The other one that was disallowed wasn't offside because of the phase of the play. Yeah, no, because he was in line with <laughs> with Tomkins when he put it in the rebound. So. I haven't William. watched any replays. So yeah, no, he was, he was clearly, yeah. no, that was, he was clearly onside. <laughs> Thanks. He was clearly onside for that one. And, and the thing with Morata is he's not, he's not Diego Costa, but he's a very good striker when he's got yeah. his back to And so there's no, no one was at fault for that. So you didn't, even at half time, you didn't, you still thought, okay, we're, we're all right, we're in this game. I still thought we would score. Mm. But so it's how you react to that. And that's the disappointing thing is that you, you get your way back into the mm. game with a really good goal. <laughs> Chelsea weren't playing particularly well. Uh, and, you know, it, it was a compliment to us, I suppose, that Hazard had to come on. But it's almost, you know, when Hazard was on, it was almost like Sarri and Roy had, had a conversation and Sarri had said, look, if you don't batter Hazard, we'll, we'll stick to three. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because he didn't, it was a really good game for Hazard to be reintroduced to. Yeah. Because it's like immediately he won the free kick, took the free kick, and then he had, he was sort of floating about for the, when the third goal. But, but at no time did, and I'm, I'm not saying we should, I'm, I'm not saying that I wanted us to do that. Yeah. But we didn't make life difficult for him. We didn't make it was no and again it comes back to that one booking thing. It's like come up, it's like I think he's a very you know, difficult player to get near as well, though. He's the best players in the world. I mean he's, he's, he's not the only one in the Chelsea team that's Yeah, true. You know, we've only got we've only got one player that would be treated uh, in that way by the Well the would get into the Chelsea I was gonna say Chelsea team, but I'm oh, not sure Zahar would get into the Chelsea team every week. But we've only got one player that you could arguably say would get in a, yeah. their team. Every single one of their players you'd say, Yeah, I'll take him. Set, well, keep, the way it, set it, the keeper, obviously. The way Wan-Bissaka is playing, then of um, yeah, well, I, well, I'm not going to rise to your pure old jibes. <laughs> it's two tonight, by well, the way. Well, that's, that's how I, I think. Yeah, so that's why do you expect people to rise to your pure old jibes, but you're not going to rise to? I have no pure. Old jibes. Just no one rise to no one's pure old jibes. <laughs> I think they're one of when they one of Endicott's bands. The pure old, <laughs> the pure old jibes. Now Wan-Bissaka is just. I mean, that's the the other worry is like yeah, every day you see that's why I stopped going on news CPFC news now because there's always some idiot going oh Wan-Bissaka's going to I'd Newcastle I'd stop going on there because it's not 1998 anymore yeah, fair point <laughs> um, well I'm to teletext I used to like teletext <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Hazard point is, re- is, is really interesting though because I'd heard before the game that if Chelsea were comfortable he wasn't going to play I, didn't, he was I don't think he would have, yeah of course absolutely. So that, is, that is a yeah, kind a, of it is a know, compliment, compliment to yeah. us that they had to bring him on yeah. and obviously he, he changed the game because They've got that quality on the bench, and, and we just don't. We don't have that. But he changed the game without doing much. He changed the game by drawing a foul from Kiati, and then by taking what, by all, to all the sense of purposes, was a terrible free kick. <laughs> I mean, that was a free kick that should have been cleared. Or I just thought, that's, well, that's sailing out. Because that's why I thought initially. I thought, well, obviously, all our defenders have ducked under it. It's going. Oh no, it's not sailing out. It's, it's going to the man. That it's seems to fall. It seems to fall as that bloke who's unmarked. I don't even <laughs> yeah. think it was intended to go to. I think I if, was, if oh, they genuinely, if that was a point. genuine training ground move that they thought they'd pick out an unmarked Morata at the, <laughs> the far post in fair places. Well, they're training out. Don't worry, to, Palace will leave him unmarked at the yeah, back post. Yeah, that's what Sarri said to them. Don't worry. <laughs> that that's fifty-eight minutes. That's normally yeah, when they make their first mistake. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the direction of Sacco. That would be. No, okay, that, but yeah. So it is frustrating, but it's, it's there's more positives there than negatives. You, no, well, I'm returning to the question. I mean, the 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 benefit, as I said, is that you're not going to get embarrassed and all that sort of stuff, and that we do defend well as a unit. The, the downside is that it will be predictable, and it yeah. will be the case that he's not all of a sudden going to rip up the system that he trusts, even if it means that with the mix he's got this season, Wolf looks less effective. Yeah. 
and he's not going to do things that are going to leave us more liable to lose 5 0 to anyone other than Manchester City away, which we are certainly going to do in a few weeks' time. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen... So I realised, I, I was looking at this the other day, I didn't realise that it was only 140 days between us losing 5 0 at City yeah. and us losing 5 0 at City. Yeah. And in the first one, Jeff Schlupp, I completely forgotten this, must have blanked it from my mind. First one, Jeff Schlupp played at centre back as part of a back three. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, under Allardyce. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we lost 5 0 within six months. And then Martin months. Kelly and Allardyce had a bit of a post match. Yeah. yeah. Kelly said they hadn't like trained us properly yeah. or something. I can't remember. What if, yeah. Well, with that system. That's as an aside. <laughs> I'm related. You'd, you'd be a much unhappier fan if you were a Southampton fan travelling back from Sydney oh, on, on, on yeah. Sunday. And the thing is, 3 1 away at Chelsea, people looking at that result in the evening go, oh, yeah, probably that's about. Yeah. That's not a bad. You know, it's a grown up result. 3 1 against a team that probably the only team likely to give Man City a run for their money in terms of title winners yeah. with a really good manager and really good player so it's not I, so, which was, I was a little bit surprised even I don't I was I was really upset after the Everton game for good reason but after the Chelsea game it's I, was, one of those, I thought we played really well in the Everton well you game. were wrong but it's, it's <laughs> after, the, after the Chelsea game it's one of those where you go that's, that's alright that's what you'd expect basically 3-1's yeah. alright it's a grown up result we scored, we scored a good goal we did um, from open play which is well yeah. exactly which yeah. is a whole other debate well also as well because you'd kind of thought the way Andros has been playing when the ball went through to him I was out of my chair and I sat back down in it again so I thought there's no point that much but then oh, hang and on. he's doing exactly what we've, we've yeah, said on this yeah, pod yeah. a long time yeah. is, is adding goals so fair play to him for that yeah, yeah. long may that continue yeah. do you know he's only his most in a season ever is six I think six he's or seven he's never been prolific and he's already got three this season but he but still could, offers could be the one that he, he is one of those players that's always yeah, offered himself and does hold the ball well and does, but still we can't have a game when all of our midfield players play well on the same day <laughs> yeah. It's just not, you know. Luke wasn't brilliant again. He wasn't. It wasn't bad, but he wasn't. It wasn't what you'd expect from. from but yeah, I, I, I don't know what it's like to play in amongst that Chelsea midfield. It must be exhausting. I'd imagine. I would, I would, so. I would guess. Yeah. Yeah, he looks right. Mayo was. It's dis, it just was slightly disappointing, but yeah. Looks good. Do you want to talk about Mayo? Yeah, I feel like well, we've we got a lot. question about it that we can I'm sure cover. We I don't. Do you know what? Well, I, somebody. Do you know somebody, what? We actually don't. Do we not? No. Somebody on Twitter described him as a German Johnny Williams, which I thought was. Well, Selzy in the post-match pod often refers to, likens him to Barry Bannon. Ah, that's interesting. More well, that's so in that you can't. This is a in. this is a man who was described as the German Lionel Messi a year ago. If he done, and now he's the, the German, German Barry Bannon. Bannon. <laughs> wow. No, but the point so, being, yeah, that yeah. it's difficult to know where to fit him in, which was similar to Barry. Well, Bannon. Almost like he's a luxury player. You mean almost? But. Or that he's a player that's got certain attributes that don't necessarily fit into many to many systems. It's not obvious where he play. Where he plays. I, I just I. I I thought he was going to be like Loftus Cheek that he'd be sort of playing on that left hand side like he did against the, he'd be the one supporting Wilf down that side and providing the link. He from, doesn't drive it in the same he way. Doesn't, he doesn't. No, no way. And he, he's he's also a passenger off the ball at the moment yeah, in a way off, that Loftus Cheek yeah. never was. Yeah. exactly. Because yeah. lots of you, you can, strength. He was yeah, a strong yeah. lad. You, you can pop it about him too easily. He, I mean, yeah. he, in every game he's played so far, he's drifted out for very long periods, and you yeah. just don't even notice that he's there. Yeah. yeah. And it's very early days. Don't get me wrong. Like you don't want to ever write a player off because they can do things that can really make you look stupid if you go completely hasty and completely yeah. uh, hyperbolic about it but it, uh, so far I don't think he's worthy of a start at all but he seems to have I agree he seems to have the ability he seems to be a, he's got he, good can, feet. he can control the ball he's got good feet he's got confidence he's got pass it's just maybe it is the fact that the Premier League is much much faster than the Bundesliga and we haven't mm. factored that in I don't yeah I think I think that, that's, uh, a, that's a fair point but we are 10, 11 games in, so we should be getting to... But having said that, it was only a second start, so it's hard Very to get true. to grips with it off the yeah. off the bench. Well, we're going to get to grips with part two oh. after this oh, little break. It's flying, isn't he? I'm in better form than Max Meyer. Anyway, um, <laughs> right... He's mustier than you, though. How dare you? Now... Welcome back to the Five Plan Podcast. Hey! Hey! Pod two seventy one sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery you needs. Go to Vector Code UK. It's Vector with us. Okay. Okay. And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Nicely done. Thanks. You, um, you can edit that pause out. 
Yeah, we'll leave it in. It was a dramatic pause. It's Thank natural. you very much. Yeah. It was um, a rhetorical flourish. Nice. A curly cue. Another band. Thank you. <laughs> Shall we have some questions? Sounds like the haircut yeah. you probably had in about 1987. Yeah. Why did you? Why were you banging? You look like I you're don't. doing British Sign Language. Which is, <laughs> which on the podcast is really not doesn't necessary. Work, it doesn't work it? at all. Anyway, um, Jason Hughes. Hi, Jason. So Hello. I like this. Uh, when will the silver bullet turn the corner? <laughs> I like that. There's a lot of references in one. A lot of yep. niche references in one. I like that. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Um, I don't know quite how to answer the question, but... I don't think you can. Oh. You can if you want, but I think it's just, yeah, just let it. Well, you probably slide. could elaborate on people who don't understand the reference. No, they have to go back and listen to all the pods oh, okay, to right. get the references. Kevin does remember you, the reference. You said earlier on that you're not going to go back to listen <laughs> to any pods. That's so fair, I did. It's hard to encourage that's, listeners to, to listen true. to them when you refuse. None of us go back through the pods and we just right. crack on with this. I'm just amused that JD remembers something from two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete Windsor. Hi, oh, Pete. Hi, Pete. Says, are the corners we turn, so a similar thing, <laughs> are the corners we turn double rights or double lefts? Oh, it's like they're coming out of the bunny hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is left, left. It? Well, it's left, and then yeah, left. Of course, it's left. Double left. I'm going double left. Double left. I think you lot are indulging Kevin's rhetorical flourishes too much <laughs> by going on about bloody corners. It's my house. <laughs> um, I didn't start the corner motif. Who did? Whoever sent the question in first. Oh, <laughs> yeah. someone did. Um, okay, we got a lot of questions about January. Are we up for that? We are about my birthday. We are, sure. um, okay. no. oh. we are creeping oh. closer to it. So okay. shall we? We are. Shall we delve into some January questions? Why not? Harvey Jones. Hi, Harvey. Hi, Harvey. Says, love the podcast as always. Thank you. Thank you very much, Harvey. Vote for us then. <laughs> nice. He says, who would be a realistic striker signing in January? And then Welbeck, question mark. And that is the most recent transfer room. In fact, today, I think, £10 million move is the... Oh, really? What, has, has Rooney and Jekko gone out the window now? Then? I think, yeah. I, think might have missed out oh, I love those rumours. I love those two. Danny, I, I hadn't heard, heard those rumours from anyone other than you in the pauses. If we could get Danny... <laughs> if we could get... Because that, I'm the only person who's present doesn't mean they're not... <laughs> I can stand them up if you want. One day one of them will be <laughs> true. I can, I can stand them up, as journalists say. <laughs> um, I'd never make things up, by the way. I might elaborate and exaggerate, but there's always a kernel of truth and there'll always be a tweet somewhere or a bloke in a pub who's told me something. <laughs> um, I, if we could get Danny Welbeck, I'd be, I'd be very happy... Very happy indeed. Ten you, million as well. Keep him, keep him fit. It's, well, it'd be more than ten million, surely, wouldn't it? That's the price that's been suggested. I, if you said we got we're going to get Welbeck on loan for the rest of the season, I'd that would sound more plausible. But he's a, if you can keep him fit, he's a quality striker. <coughs> I mean, he has been playing a bit recently. I think for Arsenal, certainly scored a goal recently. But do you think he off the bench yeah, quite a lot? He comes off the bench. Yeah, fit, fitness is. is his issue. But do you think he'd fit into our system? You know, we're talking about this. Just mind, he's a quality striker then one systems just just, just get him in well, well you know we've already talked no. about round round pegs and square holes so we just put him at left back or something <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I mean he's a really hard working st- I mean that's yes. you get you get options with him he can play as a, a two or he can play as a cent- lone striker and he would really work hard across it, that'd be great I'm really excited now <laughs> is that not. definitely true is it happening oh it's happening yeah. he's very good Let, let's do the hashtag announce worlds thing yeah. that, they do, <laughs> that they always do on the twitters every time I look um, Jim Foster hi Jim hi Jim says will we actually be looking for a striker in January basically all the questions about about strikers will we be looking for a striker maybe in place of Ayu I think we had this last week didn't I, we? And we, think I, we all agreed that Ayu might go back in will go surely he'll go back when there's no I, I was discussing in the second half of the match with Travis Endicott, with whom I attended, whether or not we thought Jordan Ayew was better than Hal Robson Carnu. And I wasn't sure, which probably is testament to the fact that Jordan Ayew has not done very well. Hal Robson Carnu scored a goal in the quarterfinals of the Euros. Yeah. Right? yeah, but I, that's kind of the level of stroke I think you're probably talking about with Jordan yeah. based on what we've seen so far. Yeah. Bit, I, I, I know he scored at, at 10 goals for Swansea, which I'm... I'm I failed to see how that happened. Two against Palace, I think. Well, because well, now, now it all makes sense. <laughs> but because he's he's as he says himself, his favourite position is number ten, playing behind a striker and having a sort of free run, yeah. playing sort of between the the box, basically between the sides of the box. And then he's never we've either played him as a Benteke replacement or in that one terrible, terrible game against Southampton when he started. Next to Benteke, it was one of the front two. <laughs> so it's they... like, I, I mean, the thing is as well, if if we say, as John Curran always says, in a very angry way, which is why we've had to restrict his appearances <laughs> on the pod, 
if he says quite rightly that you judge a striker by goals, and you would be happily let I go back to his his parent clubs, I'd be surprised if we spent money on would, keeping. Would you apply I. that to Benteke as well? Then no, ben, with every game that goes by, Benteke looks like a better player. But he hasn't scored goals in two. No, years. he hasn't. No, that's that's, that's Sean Curran's point. It's like yes, if you're going to judge. You, know, you should judge IU in the same way as Benteke. But so if we're, if we're playing IU out of position, we're playing Wilf out of position, we're playing Meyer out of position, we're basically Andros, we're basically playing everyone out of position. And MacArthur. And MacArthur, yeah, arguably. Yeah. yeah. Apart from the back five, everyone's playing out of position. Yeah. Well, well, Luca probably is playing... Chiarte? Yeah, okay. Chiarte looks all right. Yeah, I, I like so Chiarte. I wish he'd impose himself a bit, bit more physically... The way West Ham fans, well, yeah, but even then, it wasn't. He didn't go through him, did he? he just nudged it. But because West Ham fans always talk about how physical he was and how strong and how many goals he got from set pieces, yeah. and he's he's again, he looks like it. I mean, it took Tompkins a while to set them up at Palace, Very so true. it, it true. might be that it will take Chiarty another month or two to 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 settle in. I think he's the sort of player who probably was surprised that he's not starting every week. Yeah. Um, I think I, he's, I think you're right that he's looked he's looked better game by game. I actually think out of all our summer signings, he's the, most he's the one that's going to yeah, end up with, playing uh, the most games. Yeah, without a doubt, and will most fit into sort of Palace yeah, yeah. life. Um, well, he's the most Palace player out of all our summer yeah. signings in a way, isn't he? Definitely, definitely. Um, Yogya, I don't know. I oh, think yeah. a, a non-scoring striker is pretty Palace. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Welcome, Yogya. Hi, Yogya. Says, do Palace need to invest in January? Or we've probably answered that. If so, is there a need to change recruitment strategy before we buy more players, or should we continue to seek to find good value for money in players and hope we can unearth a bargain? Well, we've what talked, is the Palace strategy? Well, we've talked about this. It feels on every part, and we've been saying since the start from when Steve Paris has been on the pod and talked to us about recruitment. We assume that the January recruitment has already started. And was that was being worked on in the in the summer? Mm. You you wonder though sometimes you look at Palace you think they they say well we'll wait till October and see who we need, and then go for them and it's it's too like there, there doesn't seem to be a coherent strategy with, at the moment, with a lot of like this, with a lot of the summer and January stuff is you will have your players your prepping on your list and yeah of course that's what, he's, that's what he told us some You've might got, go down the line and then fall apart that's, or whatever that, that's what he said it's, they, every Premier League club when they announce how excited they are to sign their new left yeah. back the chances are he was number 5 yeah, on the exactly. list yeah. and and they missed out on numbers 1 to 4 yeah. and that's so how they it, may have gone quite far down the line with numbers well, 1 to 4 these things fall yeah. apart sometimes at you'd hope stages. so I mean I, I suspect that we'll do what we normally do and with two days to go in January, we'll all be checking our phones. Going, come on, we must be signing. And then add up by your turn. Yeah, you? half the season's gone. We've made, we had four games in January already. What are yeah. we doing? It's like, but then I mean, that, you could be refreshing news now every ten minutes. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that strategy about whether the, the trouble is again. You know, we bought Rakip and Jack in with an eye to the future, and that didn't work. Yeah, and then so well, okay, Jack's still here. Well, he's still here, but he, is he? You know, he's on loan he's in on, Turkey yeah. or something. Oh, okay, but. You can't. It's, it's again. It's one of those things you can't please fans. If, if you bring three players in and say, "Right, we're building for the future with good, talented players from League One or the Championship," they'll be yeah. going, well, "Hang on, yeah. we don't need that." But then, if you bring established players in who don't work right from the start, they go, "Why aren't we bringing?" So it's a really difficult thing for the club. The two, I, I'd be. You don't spend big money in January. You don't take that risk on panic buying. Normally, do you? I well, don't at the know. Time we did it with it worked. In 2017, yeah. well, you're right. It is, yeah. it is very risky. We were and in yeah. far more desperate straits. So we were. Yeah, and I'd be that's, very surprised if we are in that sort of position. Yeah, we're not. And I mean, the thing is, that's again, we keep using the frustrating word. We're not that. We are a decent. We're not a bad team. We're just making bad decisions and letting in soft goals. So it's, we're also it's, in a better position now at this point in the season than we have been certainly in the last two seasons. Well, uh, probably yeah, in the last three. I don't think you can compare it no, to last. last you can't compare it to last season because that was the worst, officially the it worst start. Officially, yeah, so we're still, but yeah, we're doing not, better. Yeah, and we will go into the international break not in the bottom three. Whatever happens, yeah. And I still don't think yeah. United at Old Trafford. When people talk about the four unwinnable games, and I was probably one. I think there's three unwinnable games and Man United away, which is nowhere near as daunting a prospect as it has been. Yeah. in the past so, yeah, I, you wouldn't, yeah. you, a point at Old Trafford wouldn't be a miracle so no. if if we were to get a point <coughs> you know, from the next two games we would have been yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, even if we don't, if we don't we'll yeah, still, still probably be doing alright well because there's four or five teams in that division who are just not very good at all Yeah, and who I think are going to be pretty much down where they are 
Yeah, that's, not, that's not where we'd want it to be at this stage no. of our sick that there are three or four People teams need that to are get worse used than this, us. Though, I'm afraid yeah. it's kind of part of the current existential angst amongst Palace fans that we are never going to be anything better than an Everton. And because of that, every I've single season. <laughs> Sorry, I really hate to break it to you. We're probably not going to win the Champions Mate, League. I go to bed at night dreaming about being an Everton. If we were the sort of team that were, are we going to finish seventh or eighth? That'd be in the fantastic. last couple of years, yeah. Everton have been massively up and down. They've had a lot yeah, of problems. Yeah, no, quite. So yeah. we, we are, you know, Everton are probably yeah, we, our, our, our barometer. The thing is, we won't become a Champions stick. League team until we get um, until we're bought by a country, basically, like Man City have been, and then and then there'll still be Palace fans who go, oh, "I don't, want, I'd rather be in the third division than to <laughs> yeah. be bought by a country." I love that you say like, until rather than less. Yeah. No, it suggests I mean, that there's an element of inevitability. Surely, surely that's, that's somewhere <laughs> in Kyrgyzstan, they go, "Do you know what? I've been listening to the FYP podcast, it's and only the combination a of, time. of witty repartee and rhetorical flourishes means that I've got to invest my ill-gotten gains in the homestay." I want a slice of that action. I'd like there's to apologise to the state of Kyrgyzstan, just in case. There's somebody. There's somebody sitting on a shed load of oil thinking one day one what day have you Kevin. become Kevin Day <laughs> <laughs> well I remember when Colonel Gaddafi was linked with Ryan P. Diddy Palace and P Diddy he's like yeah. those halcyon days crazy that, times yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. on the striker crisis PC wires oh, hi, hi PC. PC is this PC gone mad is that potentially okay Says, um, did you use that gag last week as well? Yeah, probably. Uh, so, it didn't get a reaction last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mr. PC says, um, does the crisis up front require the recall of someone much better with a capital M-U-T-C-H? <laughs> Winky face, smiley face. Uh, the MLS my, season's over now, isn't it? I'll let my learned friend it, take oh, that one. Oh, actually. Yeah, it is. That's, oh, yeah, why, because they think... that's why the talk of Rudy coming to keep yeah. fit. So I would have thought that he's got to be returning any time soon. Certainly, like a, there was, there was something in uh, in one of the Canadian papers about how they'd all fallen out within the Vancouver dressing room. Right. And one Since of the he people, arrived, is that the implication? <laughs> is that what you're saying? That is very very much not the defamatory implication I'm going for here. Since, Bert, they, since Bertie Big Bollocks came in from Palace, throwing his weight about. The opinions of Kevin Day do not represent <laughs> the opinions of Andy Street. Well, uh, that that if, if there is somebody called Bertie Big Bollocks, he's welcome to sue me. me <laughs> <laughs> I think legally I'm fine saying that Bertie Big Bollocks is... I've been trying to get his business for I've been trying to get Bertie Big Bollocks' business for a very long time. Thank you very much. You would end up as a lawyer for Bertie Big Bollocks, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, and anyhow, they, they interviewed him about the, the fractures in the, the dressing room. And one of the first things was about him having touched down back in the reign of the UK. So I assume that, so I assume that well, it sounded authentic, what with, you know, it being rain in the UK. And it sounds like he's back. So I don't know if he's but back he also training very much. Well, he very much would, is not in the 25-man squad. Yeah. And wouldn't be till January the 1st. Which anyway. is very much with a capital M, a relief. It'll be like a new signing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think this is probably me taking my trolling of Palace fans through the, the medium of this podcast too far. That, no, I don't think that we'll end up using Jordan much. Certainly not as a solution to the striker crisis. Um, just on the striker crisis, I've got another... I'm sorry to keep going on about uh, a question from Will Luck. Hi, Will. Hi, Will. He says, with us going from a striker who didn't run around that didn't score goals to a striker that runs around that doesn't score goals, who do you look at getting in who could actually score goals? <laughs> if it was as simple as that, We'd be running the club. <laughs> yeah. The problem is, of course, that every <coughs> every club from eighth downward is looking to get a striker in. And there um, are a lot yes. of strikers that you can buy who don't score goals. Yeah. yeah. You know, Cenk Toshin at first for Everton, they, they've signed him for a lot of money and he didn't score goals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mitrovic started scoring goals but has stopped scoring yeah. goals. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty easy to buy a, a striker who, yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy to buy a striker who might get you three goals in the Premier League if he plays a lot but not much more. Yeah. And how, talking to Sherlock, how full of it. Shocking on Monday night. Yeah. I, 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 I sat through that game because... I'm stubborn because my theory was, as I said to Ed, no, quite often these games, they turn out to be four all draws. <laughs> well, that was foolish. And that was the only I, enjoyable I thing about that game that. was uh, Rich Corley from the South London Press live tweeting it. And he's a big Fulham fan. And right. he was like, watching it as a fan rather than in right. a journalistic capacity. And he said from about half an hour onwards to neutrals, I don't know why you're watching this. I can tell you from this point onwards, Fulham are not going to score. Do something more productive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it proved to be. But, you know, you Palace fans moan about systems and substitutes. It's like Fulham went through what, three what or four while I look at the, yeah. you know, 
I was yeah, saying to yeah. Kevin off mic, I, I think that fans apparently at the cottage are referring to it as Djukanovic bingo because <laughs> he's played three different keepers, yeah. six different types of system. I think already 25 players or something ridiculous. Yeah. So, they can't keep a clean sheet. They've conceded, 28, they've conceded that, 28 goals. Which is insane. Which is and it kind of, it's not necessarily evidence of why you shouldn't change up all the time, but it does show that changing things all the time in the manner that some Palace fans would like Roy to doesn't necessarily in and of itself guarantee that you'll end up doing something different well it also exactly. points to the perils of short term thinking because yeah. in the yeah. summer there's a lot of Palace fans going well yeah you kind of it's Let's get him in. Let's get Roy out now. Get Jukanovic in. Let's let's break the bank on Ses- <laughs> Yeah, when we were linked with Sessegnon, everyone said let's break the bank and get Sessegnon in because he's a wonder kid. And now, who would you rather have, Wambisaka or? And fundamentally, it shows that Wambisaka. Wambisaka yeah. quite, fundamentally, know. it shows why you shouldn't judge business based upon which players have been signed at the end of the window. There were so many stories saying Fulham have won the transfer window, yeah. but I imagine they'd probably rather ch- uh, win a cash, game, cash in that particular prize for some points right now. Well, yeah. basically they did exactly what Holloway did in our first season up, like yeah. signed eight or nine players on transfer deadline day, but for a lot more money. And again, Fossi Mensah, who was a player I was disappointed that we let go, doesn't look, just doesn't look Premier League quality no. playing for that, for that side. So it comes back reluctantly, I'm forced to admit, it comes back to when you can't judge a player solely on his own performance. You have to look at the team, the system they're playing in. And don't mm. judge players based on the name when you sign them. Mm. Maybe we should have learned that from you know a few that we've had recently. Speaking of people that need to learn things... Oh, he's good tonight, isn't he? Uh, oh, don't, don't, really? <laughs> Wait, we've still got a while to go. So. That's oh, right. right. Um, Hal Apeno. Hi, Hal. Oh, Hal Apeno. Oh, 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 Jesus. Uh, is, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> it's so working with Tess Daly. Hal um, Apeno. <laughs> well, yeah. Us Daly's got to stick together. Um, oh, yeah, go with on. The, Are you related? No. Oh. Um, Jalapeno slash at Russell Mole. Says, uh, with the latest instalment from Sussex Police, there is a little update on that. Uh, when do you think Netflix will be in touch for their new documentary, Making a Football Hooligan? <laughs> uh, which I will happily star in. Um, so, Rob, Rob Sutherland of this very podcast has mm. been busy harrying Sussex Police to try and find answers to the multiple freedom of information requests relating to the quote unquote knives and knuckle dusters. Yeah. Um, they came back today, I believe, answering one of them i think um but essentially refusing to answer a lot of questions still and uh there was something related to a flare gun mm. i haven't read the emails properly do you know? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the point being did so, i say trist test earlier i meant trevor mcdonald it's like working <laughs> with trevor mcdonald um, it's that sort of hard-hitting journalism, yeah. that edge. Anchorman. Yeah. Yeah. They were long emails. Gravitas. Yeah, there was a lot of like sort of adult. This is the Burns I think that Rob says podcast. that they revealed that uh, all of the allegations they put into the public domain after the match were, it transpires based upon a single report well, that was made to right. the police yeah. right. at 10 or 11 minutes past 8 o'clock on the evening of the match. Yeah. And I don't think they said much else. Yeah. So they they refuse to provide any details of of that report, uh, which is quite interesting in terms of its timing because obviously that match started at seven forty five. Yeah. Palace fans were being held in a cordon from eight o'clock and kettled and were eventually escorted back to the station. I understand at eight thirty. So the fact that some member of the public of some sort presumably ended up making a report at the point between Palace fans starting to be held in a security kettle and being led away to a train station seems bizarre. And that then getting out via an official source to become essentially a bit of a smear on yeah. all football fans there yeah. is unacceptable. And they're basically still sort of not answering a lot of questions, aren't they? They're sort of keeping a lot of things under wraps still. And well, they're probably... T- there was a, you know, this time last week, there was a speech by a very high-ranking ex-chief constable saying that <laughs> police forces should be allowed to concentrate on policing and not dealing with low-level inquiries and so they're probably taking that to heart Maybe. and saying this is very yeah we've got more important things to do in Sussex yeah we've got bringing buy sales to police yeah you know, it's well, fundamentally it's, though people within public office have to be held to, to account standards. of course they do absolutely and they need to act in a transparent and accountable manner yeah. in uh in a way that is not going to be held uh, in relation to people who aren't in public office you know you you can't say things that are demonstrably untrue yeah 
about the on public Twitter, about the public upon, that you're uh, supposed to be serving. Well, and, and in relation to whom you have a duty of care while you're policing them, yeah, and then expect there to be no comeback from it. So, well, the, the, the worrying thing as well is that it's sixth of December. It's another evening game, isn't it? Coming up quite soon. Fourth or fifth, whatever, which we're which we're going to. The worrying thing is that talking to Ed about this, you do start to think you get slightly apprehensive about what's going. You know, because what what the (coughs) Sussex Police would love is for some kind of incident, genuine or otherwise, to be to occur, just so they can use that as a retrospective defence. Say, well, this is what the Palace fans are capable of. So it's a shame you didn't believe us. It does last um, time. It doesn't give you a lot of faith. That, yeah, yeah. and that in the year, in 2018 you shouldn't be <coughs> travelling to a football game and my, my view of the police is as I get older you you get more tolerant like Ed's yeah. young so he's got the same view I had when I was a, his eight but you shouldn't be thinking about a, a football match thinking I'm not entirely sure the police are going to be there to keep us safe well that trust element it, is, exactly which is which is a shocking indictment yeah. really and in 2018 yeah. yeah and it's one that they you wouldn't have if they dealt with the initial complaints in a proper exactly. and prompt way and especially when they've been told to by the the, the the people who run the freedom of information yeah I can't think of the legal term I was looking at the lawyer to come up the with ICO. The, the, the ICO, ICO. Yeah. yeah so I mean it's, 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 it's quite simple as Rob said on this podcast before had they provided a full description and explanation of what had happened and had they taken appropriate measures against people who had said things while in public office that were untrue yeah. in the public domain that were highly prejudicial then none of this would happen. You know, they nipped it in the bud a very long time ago. Yeah, and you also yeah. do worry. Yeah, exactly. you, you do worry whether there's going to be a level of resentment amongst some of the coppers policing the game that night to Palace fans. Well, I'm or, going, or in, I'm going in a Rob Sutherland mask. That be well. It's, well, it's <laughs> funny, but, Rob. but we laughed. <laughs> we laughed at Rob telling us that he didn't want. He was not going to go in case they recognised his voice or his emails. But there is an element of you know a couple of all it takes is for a couple of senior police officers to drop a few words saying you know don't forget the trouble these people caused us this time last season. It's like, you so, like to believe that officers are yeah of course you do and for, the, and for the most part that kind of for thing. the most part they are but they're also human they're also human beings yeah basically and it's what I'm saying is the mere fact that there's any even any apprehension or doubt is a sad indictment on them and not on agreed on football fans and it uh, it's. To every Palace fan listening to this, I mean, it's beholden on all of us to to not just behave, but to behave impeccably, to give them no. I think we're going to have to yeah. to give them absolutely no cause or no excuse to to question our behaviour. Absolutely, um, so, I mean, and we're not allowed to take the the flare guns this time. No, I'm still taking the flare gun and, and getting drunk before the game. I'll, just, I'll still be getting. Okay. I'll still be on the drinking on the beach at two o'clock in the afternoon, but that's. <laughs> but I can hold my drink. It's fine. Yeah. So obviously, kudos to Rob for obviously pursuing this and his hard work on it, and uh, we will obviously update you as and when he hears more back yep. from the ICO or Sussex well Police. Rob. Yeah, well um, excellent stuff. Um, <coughs> you're talking there about whether police officers are human or not. Moving on to a man who also may or may not be human, Lee Garrard says, Hi, Lee. Hi, Lee. "Is Connor Wickham a myth?" I thought you meant Lee Garrett there. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Lee, to have robot listeners. He is 100% human, I, I okay. assume. He has, uh, he's got a thigh strain now, hasn't he, Connor? Is that what it is? Yeah. I knew it was another, another it's thing. It's a thigh strain, but I, I'm assuming that's a corollary of coming back to full fitness after being out for so long that he's putting stress on muscles that he hasn't used for... Is he out of contract long. at the end of the season? I'm not sure, Don't, to be no, honest. I've not heard that. Normally I'll guess no. and go, yeah, he is, definitely. <laughs> That's like, not based on inside information. It's like Matt Letitia. Yeah, no, 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 it's no, like no, Matt Letitia. He's never missed a penalty. So I'm fairly certain I was right on that one. He is missed one. Well, he has missed one. You weren't far off. I was differently correct. But no, Conor Wickham's got a thigh strain. It's 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 heartbreaking, but the longer it goes on, the longer the more you worry for... It is hard coming back from that from that kind of injury and you're going to pick up... It is, and it's again, it's upsetting because he probably would be starting games if he was fully fit. Yeah, unfortunately, though, as you say, once you've had that sort of injury, it can be basically a death knell for some people's careers. You, as a, as I guess, as a player himself, and as fans, and as members of the coaching staff supporting him, unfortunately, the sort of baseline level of expectation has to be zero. So that everything yeah. above it is a bonus because it's always going to be incredibly difficult for a player to, they might recover to play at a level, but it's probably not going to be at the level they were playing at before usually. So let's just wait and see, I guess. But then you do wonder as well about the sense of <coughs> bringing them on for 90 seconds against 
Everton when the game's already lost especially when we'd already played well in that match when, when you know that what he's going to do is is run really hard for 90 seconds and yeah. he's going to be trying to impress in every training session and every practice match he plays and that's going to make matters worse in a way so it's it must be so difficult for him psychologically it absolutely. must be he's obviously absolutely. desperate to play and you you just don't know whether you're ever going to be as fit as you were before so it's uh, and obviously we wouldn't be getting as many questions about this if we had a striker no, playing Benteke was banging the goals in yeah. or are you somehow was banging the goals in then we wouldn't be you'd getting still want him, you'd still want him available but Absolutely. it's it's just it is because the fact that he would be he definitely be start. He would definitely be starting games. If that, yeah. He absolutely would be. Um, okay, let's uh, wrap up the questions there. Thank you very much for all your questions. Sorry, couldn't read them all out, but please keep sending them in. After the break, we're going to preview Saturday's game against Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Welcome back to the Five Pound Podcast. Hey! Pod one sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing body needs. Go to Vector.co.uk. It's Vector with Okay. And JCIS, global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, Tottenham at home. Saturday. Oh, five o'clock, such a difficult time for judging. No, no, you say that. It's absolutely brilliant. For judging the pub, no. It's, I don't know what... I don't no, whether, no. Well, I for don't judging whether, the pub... I don't know whether 11 o'clock's too early to get there. Well, it's, the, I don't. it's the Paulson, so I judge it frequently. Oh, yeah. Fair. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great because it's that time where you go, oh, well, it's, it's seven o'clock already, so I'm not going to rush home. And then you can just stay in the pub all night. That's true. Yeah. It's uh, You know, it's interesting, uh, as I predict, that we will probably lo- lose 1-0 to a goal in the last 10 minutes, just as we're starting to think... Oh, we might get a point out of this. I've got um, a cousin coming over from Ireland with his boys, uh, two of which have never been to London before. They've never seen a Premier League game. They are so the, you're taking them to the Paulson's Arms? They are, of course. Yeah. They are so excited about seeing Premier League. They can't believe they're going to get to see Wolf Sahar and Harry Kane in the flow. They're obsessed with Premier League football like so many people in Ireland are. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's kind of a heartening lesson to see how excited they are about coming over to see a football game because they kind of go where's us us are going oh <laughs> shit, do I have to alright oh, I've got a season ticket do I might have well. to go and see Palace during the most <laughs> successful period <laughs> ever yeah. in the game we've got best get a result yeah. against uh, Champions League when our, last, when our last home league game was a really good result against the top class North London yeah, yeah. So, so that's been kind of that's been uh, as I say it's been quite uh, it's been a bit of a lesson really so it's, it's nice to I'm see I'm going to be really curious if we don't have an injury crisis before that game and unearth a gem from the academy who ends up becoming worth about 40 million quid last time we played was that, was that, that, game, was that was the game Wan-Bissaka's first game yeah against yeah, Tottenham against Tottenham when Harry, Harry Kane scored in the, in the last uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. really hope that yeah. that's a fact yeah. <laughs> it was Wan-Bissaka's first game yeah. it was the first game he started yeah and he looked so, totally at ease so if that really doesn't happen this time around I'm going to be furious it'll be an absolute disgrace I think we should be heartened by the the Arsenal performance and the Arsenal result um, Tottenham have got a good array record but you know, yeah. watching them against PSV Eindhoven last night they're not especially I mean if, keep your fingers crossed that Aurier starts at right back because then you really would want Wilf to be playing on the left because they they yeah. get they they really do get forward I think it's one of those games that you have to go right to come into Sellers Park they would think a point is a good result. We should try and win the game. It's like I mean, I don't think there's any point us uh, trying to work out what the lineup is because we we pretty much know what Roy's going to play these days. But I think yeah. if we play in the same intensity, at certainly early doors, yeah. that we did against Arsenal yeah. two weeks ago, we've got a very good chance of getting something. And I think I it might think be he's going to drop Meyer for Schlupp and everyone's going you'll... to lose their. <laughs> I, I, I'm not yeah. sure he'd do it for Schlupp, but I I, I can I'd be surprised if Meyer starts. Yeah, so, maybe. And you, maybe. An, annoyingly, you get the feeling that Roy would be telling people, "I told you so." I told you I couldn't start him. You know what I mean? You just get the fi- <laughs> we just get the feeling yeah. that Roy's not convinced by him. I don't think he's convinced by him. No. And it's not that's not based on anything that we've been told. It's just mm-hmm. the way he plays him and the where he, he plays him. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd be. I, I've got the feeling if, if he's dropped for anyone, it'd be for Ayu. It'll be to. Are you or Schlupp? It's not, I mean, it won't be anyone else because the other one is either injured or not good enough. Could be Sirlock. It won't be Sirlock. Could be Punching. It will not be Punching. Could be Riedewald. It will not be. Riedewald hasn't played a minute all season. Which, again, which I find baffling. But he does, maybe again, yeah. he doesn't I, rate him. In the, well, in I'll, line, I'll yeah. come back to the Man City game on New Year's Day when he was absolutely When he played club. within five yards of our own box at all points yeah but it worked we drew 0-0 with Man City and he was outstanding we should have beaten Man City I mean, yeah. well, I'll tell you what he, he if, was if really you want good. him to play again against Man yeah. City at yeah. home this season for his single game I'm fine with that 
but in any other game, but I don't then, want but to play. Then, but he is an option if you're playing a different system. If you're playing not a diamond set, but if you <laughs> if you want a, a a defensive midfield player to sit just in front of the back two, we've got one. His name's Luca. Yeah, but Luca's not doing it. Two, he's not, they, really? Yeah, yeah. Luca's not doing it very well. And then, the and then not they don't sit on top of it. The, they're not protecting the centre backs. They're not sitting on top of the centre backs. Are they? It's like I, I just think he's a decent player again who's clearly not going to get a start in Roy under, under Roy I know, doesn't, Maya, I know. doesn't fancy Gyro you kind of go in which case in which case don't have him on the bench then. have a kid from the academy on the bench maybe if you're not going to play if you're not going to start him you're not going to bring him on I'm not scared by Spurs though as I was last season and certainly <laughs> the season before that yeah. although they're, they're, I thought uh, anecdotally I thought their away record had been quite poor this season but it turns out they've only dropped they've only dropped a point I think away from oh no they're winning, they're winning a lot of they're, they're, yeah. they're, they've, they've had their, scoring a lot away they've had home. their best yeah. start haven't they in terms of points yeah. under Pochettino and yet they, when you actually watch them they, they've not looked quite as dominant or physically intimidating in the, in the press or all the sorts of things that they were they, they've not looked as, as rapid on the break they get, yeah. they're, they're getting results yeah and if you ask anyone for the top four at the moment, they're probably not even near it. But what I'd be disappointed well, could, with yeah. is if we were to play like we did against them at home last season. And that was that was ne- necessarily, I think, a product of the fact that we had a horrendous yeah, injury. 20, at the time. Yeah, yeah. We sat off them so much and showed them so much respect. 23% possession, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was nearly, almost, nearly it was worked, though. It, was, it, was I mean, it, it did nearly work yeah. in that we nearly got a nil-nil draw. Um, but I kind of feel that we're now in a state where we've got slightly more players available and they're in a state where they were probably slightly I wouldn't say shakier because they've st- still started the season well but I don't think they're quite as dominant confident and, and, and imposing as they were I, I just hope that we would press them a bit more we would yeah. take the game to them a bit more and learn from the Arsenal L- if Lloris I mean if Lloris is playing he looks like he's shaky at the moment as well so he's making like, mistakes moment, yeah put, so put some pressure on him put some, yeah. can we just end then wrap up by if if it was Hamran Masaka's first game again, let's say it was against Spurs last season it's 20 games later now I think or 19 or 20 yeah. games later and he's arguably our best player. And I mean, that is something, isn't it? That is, whatever happens this season, everything that's going around the club, that, 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 not even improvement, the way he's settled in, he's made the most tackles of any player in the Premier League yeah. this season. It is, it, it is incredible. I, I, I'm one of the predominant themes of me on this podcast is chiding other people for their hyperbole. And I'm always going on about how opinions are too big or they're too hasty. Or that he is absolutely flabbergasting yeah. to have played that amount of football at the top level and to look so good. I have not seen in many players at any club in the Premier League, let alone one at Crystal Palace. And well, we thought when Nathaniel Klein came through, we thought at this yeah. point, this, but he's better than Klein was yeah. at this stage yeah, in his agree. career, without yeah. without yeah. a doubt. He's, it's his remarkable. Rec- his recovery is incredible. The way he wins balls that you think, oh, he's past him, and yeah. then suddenly. It's it's just also it's just a, it's just fun to watch him. Yeah. It's so it's so rare that you get to say that about a player. It's just it's like Yannick had that thing. It's just like yeah. it's just fun to watch him play because he clearly looks like he's enjoying himself. He's got no fear. Absolutely, he doesn't care about reputation. And everything it's, it's, that he does a, is a slide tackle. Yeah, <laughs> but he does it really well though. He yeah, does I know. It, yeah. He's not a fever, just and it's completely it's, yeah. sort of. And no, in some got, ways, it's almost yeah. very palace, isn't it? He, yeah. he's, he's very unconventional, and yet there's something quite compelling about it. Yeah. And, and, it, and he's, he, he's, he is a Crystal Palace player, you well, know, just in also, terms of how he plays the game. But it's really interesting as well how, and this is an indictment of how rarely it happens in football, is that the commentator on Sky on Sunday must have said eight or ten times <coughs> about Wan-Bissaka being from Croydon coming through the Palace, because mm-hmm. it's so unusual yeah. for a, a first-team starter to have come through a, a club's academy yeah. these days. And we got two. And, yeah, and, and for us it's... It's important. I mean, you do you do fear that the big teams will come circling around again. But he's he's not that much older than Cessignon. Cessignon's eighteen. Wayne's yeah, twenty. But he's still okay. And you think he, he's got to be in the England squad? But we're not we're not so, going down. He's now secured to a, a contract. Yeah, so that's enough. Yeah, there aren't that many players of his age range who are as good as him in any position really it'll take a huge amount of money to buy him now yeah. already yeah. oh yeah. yeah already yeah, yeah. Because, oh that's the hope if we do lose him that's the hope as you say people be, were talking yeah, about yeah. Sessignon being a 30 million pound player before yeah. he'd played a Premier League game and he's not yet played an exceptional Premier League game yeah. wan has probably had about 10 of them out yeah. of 18 the, the, we, FYP retweeted a thing that someone had put all the tackles made, was made and completed in every game so far this season I think he's missed about three yeah well, he's got it the most ridiculous. in the league again, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, even the tackles he's missed, he's probably recovered and tackled yeah, probably, the tackle. Yeah. I mean, the only, the only, if 
they'll always be nitpicky. You'd like to see him get forward, or not get forward more, but be more productive when he does get forward. Yeah, I think but even then, I think he's doing really well on yeah. the ball when when he does venture over the halfway yeah. line. I mean, they did that uh, compilation on match of the day two uh, uh, after the Arsenal game, just showing some of the the driving runs that he was making. Some of the yeah. things that he was against creating. Partially, if we had a really good strike, you kind of wonder what he'd be able to, to create yeah, for yeah. someone getting into the box, but. I, yeah, he's he's just brilliant, just brilliant. Well, also because he's a converted winger, which is why I think you'd want slightly more from him. Yeah, going forward. But maybe that's one of but the reasons he's so good at defending yeah, yeah. wingers. But maybe yeah, it's why yeah. he looks like yeah. such a perfect modern fullback because that's kind of what exactly. you've got to be these yeah, days. But also as well, he doesn't look when you see him. He doesn't look physically that imposing. No, he doesn't look that tall. He doesn't look that muscly, and yet he is. He's really hard to knock off the ball. It's like so. He's, it comes back to that fact that he's just having fun. It's great. He is. And do you know what, lads? I've had fun tonight. You're the young prospect of the pod. That's I am, actually, by about four months, yeah. I think. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, no, what, four months with it. With, From here. Yeah, 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 several Not decades. <laughs> with them, with me and Endicott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with thanks, that rhetorical flourish. <laughs> three. Uh, that's the name of the podcast, I think, this week. Um, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for your questions. The extra pod will be with you after the Spurs game. And then the full pod. Free pod. <laughs> we'll be with you again next week to look out for that in the meantime thanks very much for your support and listening and we'll see you again soon bye bye it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed that's zero ATM fees zero balance requirements and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding to receive any advertised product you must become a member of PenFed insured by NCUA Podcast Network.